The live stream of tonight's podcast is made possible by our buddy Ian Service over at podcastaccelerator.com. Tonight is all about the Dickens, and Trace is the best of the pickings. He's our not-quite-distinguished, yet-still-cutting linguist, here to talk all about Jimmy Dickskin. Matt, that's Dickens. That's what I said. Dickskin. That fresh produce stand there. That's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, uh, fucking sexy. It's Thirsty Thursday. And that means we are once again hanging out at the Proto Stand. Podcast paying tribute to, with, to everything in the universe. I'll get that right one day. <laughs> now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Kenny out there, but this one has two co hosts. Do so I hear three? Give me four. Four co hosts, five co hosts sold. I'm Al, your host. <laughs> Joining me in the room, as always, Victor's background. Matt's shaking his head. There's a lot of things going on. I know. Victor's background distracted me for a second there, so I I stopped looking at my script. Yeah, I know. Uh, Very, very, very um, distracting. Anyway, I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room as always is lovely Tanya, and online we have Squirrely Matt and the Las Vegas Victor, and joining us this week, he's the man from Memphis, our resident limericist, a beautiful bard, a member of the TPS Takeover Squad, a patron, and a good guy. He's a really good guy. Please join me in making some noise for Trace. Wondrous. Oh, my God. I regret nothing. Welcome back to the Protestant Trace. Thanks for having me. All right. <laughs> um, let's go. How are you now? Tonight's lineup is Victor, Al, Matt, Tanya, and our buddy Trace is going to have the last word. Victor, kind of apropos um, that you have the Vegas uh, background on, why don't you tell us how you've been? Oh, man. It's been a while. Um, so Vegas was fun. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not as fun as it, it is when you go there with friends and you're younger and you know, you're, you're, you're kind of a little more tomfoolery and whatnot, but uh, this was uh, a little bit of a, you know, too much work and not enough play, uh, but it's still nice to get away. So uh, I'm not going to complain. And right. It's always nice. And, and actually the flight home was really exciting because uh, I, I think we had a um, uh, like a, rape nascar driver flying our plane on our way out because he so vegas has shorter um uh runways Mm -hmm. so you have to kind of take up take off steeper than normal but he went like up and started churning right away Mm -hmm. and i'm telling you like i think there was an air pocket but everybody was gasping like it's like a roller coaster like it was it was pretty exciting so i loved it (laughs) Um, but there was like people grip you know they were like white knuckling their 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 arm yeah i would have been too i think if that had happened you see the excitement in that that's yeah yeah it was was really it was really fun so that that was that was cool um did you go to pawn stars uh no it was no because it wasn't walking distance from the strip you really had to kind of go out of your way and because they kept us so busy um like every day it was just wasn't in the cards uh, no pun, uh, but um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we you know we just ate really good food um, and just walked the strip, and it's it's it hasn't changed. It's basically the same as it's always been. Mm-hmm. The, the one thing that's really different now is that I don't know if you remember um, they had kind of these little people 
uh, hand, handing out kind of these porn cards yep. yeah. where you could go and, you know, uh, entertain yourself later on. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't <laughs> see that uh, so much anymore. But what they oh. had now is that like every block had like a, a pair of naked ladies. What? Just with just with uh, tassels, those pasties and yeah. tassels. And, uh, and, and, and they, they were just everywhere. And, and the whole idea is you're supposed to stop and take a picture with them for some, you know, some crazy amount of money. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, it was just ridiculous. They were everywhere. Did you get any pictures? <laughs> yeah. How many pictures? <laughs> no, no, I didn't take any pictures. I, I was, so I was with my friend, Nicole, and I was telling her, you know, like, mm-hmm. this is, this is like, what they're nobodies. Why would I want to stop and take a picture and pay, you know, whatever they're asking, probably at least 20 bucks. Right. Uh, like they're, you're, you're, you're no, you're just a naked girl. Why would I want to take a picture? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Well, Were there lineups for these? No, they're, photos? Just walking around, they're just walking around and like literally soliciting. Was it like people. a COVID screening before you took the picture? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm sure there was like a handler, like, you know, in the, in the back, you know, mm-hmm. in the back, like we're looking and observing everything and stuff like that. I'm sure it's like a whole business, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That was the biggest difference. I and uh, Nothing to write home about, but mm-hmm. that was... Uh, uh, the cards were more amusing because that was like one of the greatest Vegas stories. Yeah. Was, uh, oh my God. Flying. We have like a dozen of those in our memory box. No, no, <laughs> no but the, yeah. See, you're like Elvis. So yeah. we were flying home. This is this, uh, this like maybe 10 years ago or so. We were flying home, a buddy of mine, and we're in a plane. And uh, so it's, it's a three seater, right? So mm-hmm. you've got me, my buddy, and then Elvis sitting next to my buddy. And yeah, this guy just dressed like Elvis. Yeah. Uh, he's just a weird looking guy and just dressed like Elvis. And halfway through the flight, he gets up <laughs> to, to bring down uh, a suitcase. And this is this is like the old school, like the rectangular one. Right. The one that... <laughs> like, With the sharp corners, like it's not... Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Okay. yeah exactly. He's, he's <laughs> taking it down. That's what what happens? It opens up. Oh no! And all of these little cards, oh, thousands of them, go flying all <laughs> over the air, uh, airplane. Like <laughs> it's a scene that's like right out of an airplane or right. some. You know, yeah. it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, anyway, so he sits back down. Next thing I know, Elvis's head is in my friend's crotch because he's bending down to try and <laughs> oh, pick them off for that reason. <laughs> Like folks, no, he doesn't even say excuse, excuse me. Right. He just goes right in. <laughs> just goes right in. Oh well my played. God. Well done. That's awesome. anyway, that was and that wasn't in Vegas. That was in a plane. But but yeah, it's oh man, so many good stories. But not 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 really anything going on this time around. Mm-hmm. But I did do my homework. I listened to the uh, takeover podcast takeover uh, episode and i listened to last week's episode okay good some really really great stuff and <laughs> yeah. uh did you did you and you caught the new episode of shorzy what i <laughs> don't he's fucking Say, with what messing he's with fucking you with you <laughs> okay yeah so anyway um so so okay so we'll we'll start there then mm-hmm. so chad i you know i don't like to agree with chad mm-hmm. but i do like to disagree <laughs> with matt so <laughs> I'm totally, I'm totally on Chad's side that, you know, as soon as a movie comes out with like the ultimate or the extended cut, Mm -hmm. the the theatrical cut ceases to exist. Mm -hmm. It just, it's no longer, we're still on this fucking topic, eh? The the best example of that obviously is the Snyder cut with the, with the justice. I mean, the the four hour extra uh, footage. But as soon as, as soon as the ultimate 
or the extended cut comes out, the theatrical, you just throw it on garbage. Nobody should ever watch those <laughs> theatrical cuts again. And and so, Matt, yes, you, you know, especially being a movie buff and uh, all this that you go on about, that's the thing that was a bit disappointing. So <laughs> yes. I, I do have to, uh, I, you know, side with Chad on that one. It's already a 12-hour movie. Oh. I got to have so many were, hours in a day. You were so, missed so that, last week. So so that was so that was the thing from last week. So that's all he and, took from the last three yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing that stood out. And then from the previous episode, can can we just agree that Eliza and Aaron should kind of form a tag team in WWE? Uh, they would be, uh, I don't know, maybe we can call them like the after school special or something. I don't know if they still do after school specials. I don't know if people would get that, but um, I don't. I, I, those two are just uh, together are mm. brilliant. So that was really entertaining. All right. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> On to the next one. <laughs> on to me. Uh, my week. I've been so, so, so busy with work. So busy. I was like working on tonight's episode right down to the wire, trying to get things set up. Uh, but yeah, yes, we were open. My my the podcast I work do for work. Season three starts up in October. So today I was in Kingston, which is three hours from here. So I got up at the crack of stupid this morning and got on the highway at 5 a.m. And uh, drove out to Kingston to to record an interview, only to drive back to to make it in time for my daughter's uh, parent-teacher interview, and then had a quick bite before coming down here to get ready for tonight. But man, am I busy! Tomorrow I got a, a my my band's playing up in you know our regular monthly gig up in Barry. Uh, it's just it's crazy, and and then I've I've got like two podcasts that I'm producing for work next week. It's I'm I'm just. It's a whirlwind, but um, I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm podcasting for work. I'm just really bloody busy and a little bit sleep deprived. So uh, that that's my excuse maybe for my lower energy today and, and <laughs> my tripping over my words. But um, otherwise, doing great and uh, looking forward to, um, yeah, to next week and to, you know, getting some stuff done, getting some podcasts done and out of the way so I can breathe again and uh, and maybe focus again on my hobby podcast here. <laughs> Um, yeah, Matt, what do you have? Yeah, it's, uh, I've been, I've been a little sick all week, so that sucked. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's gone, it's gone around the house as well here. My, my middle guy had it first and now it's kind of doing its rounds. That's a shitty thing. There's a whole bunch of you Mm. is, you know, there's no, you can't, I wish you could all just get sick at the same time and then crash course it for a week and then you move on, but it kind of paces out and becomes a whole month ordeal by the time it goes through the house. But yeah. anyways, it's, it hasn't stopped me. It's just been a nuisance more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, work. Yeah. Crazy busy. It's like all my major things all at once are all coming together. Um, it's all good things, but it's like, they're all kicked off at the same time. So mm-hmm. trying to prioritize them. Um, it's been interesting. Um, the other, I'll t- say it's been since I was off or away for a week. It was a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. My my youngest, who's almost three, has turned on us. Um, <laughs> okay. And it's, you know, he. I think he's, so he's, a, you know, I know I'm biased, but he's a cute kid. But I think as he realizes he's cuter, he becomes more of an asshole. And that's kind of where we're at right now, where he does cute things and then turns around and spirals on us and makes our evening a living hell at the same time. So it's this balance that we're working through right now, mm-hmm. especially around bedtime. Cause he's been one of the best kids ever going to bed since like day one. And out of nowhere, the other night, he just, and there's nothing wrong. He's not sick. He's nothing. He just, ever since we came out of that vacation, bedtime has been a dick of an evening mm-hmm. every night since then and he's finally calming down take about two weeks to try to correct this behavior 
but he would just like the other day he kept me up just screaming for like 45 minutes and i'm like my oh, god poor and, kid. you know i and then as soon as it's one of those things i got on the monitor right so the second i leave the room he's like i gotta pee i'm like you just peed <laughs> like seconds ago we're also potty training so you just feel bad yeah so then you go take him and he does nothing Wait a minute, i thought you were all done with the potty training i oh, thought it was it's, like it's, yeah it's, I'll, no we did it's we always we, it's an ongoing we, it's ongoing like the, I know, the, you were pretty the, adamant that, that it was done <laughs> well, yeah, well, we've done it. Like he's, okay. he's potty trained, but he's uh-huh. still asking to go. Right. But oh, he's using right. that. He's learning how to work us. Right? Manipulate. So, <laughs> yeah. He's totally manipulating. So mm-hmm. he's like, I got to pee. And then I'll take him. He doesn't do anything. And I'm like, I thought you said you had to pee. Then he's like, I want a hug. I'm like, stop. Oh, like, stop. Why are you tactics. letting him when you're bigger than him? Well, I, <laughs> I'm not, but it's, we're trying to correct this and teach it back. So it's. Uh, you said he's I three. I wonder if he might get it honest. Yeah. He's 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 almost three, but he's smart, man. And he you know knows what? How to play us. We found that uh, our guy. He uh, I wasn't the terrible twos. That did not happen to us. And I thought, wow, we we made it yeah, through. Same. But it was, it was three. Threes. It was three. Was the challenge? Was like yeah. that's when everything changed. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. And and he's clever. Like he he knows yeah. what's going on. He knows what he learns from his brothers who are just you know, they're boys as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, but he's totally trying to manipulate every situation right now and use it. And he knows how to twist, but I, I mean, I'm on my third kid, so I, I see it mm-hmm. and I'm like, Nope. Yeah. But yeah, he's nip really that cute in the at bud. the same time. Yeah. So there's like weird moments where I got to not, but and, and don't laugh and don't. Yeah. Or you know, that's it. They, they will test you. As soon as you crack a smile, they own you. Yeah. They uh, own you then. <laughs> oh my God. But so there's that, there's that. But on the on the high note though, just all end is uh, we are planning a vacation. Oh, so nice. we're we're I think the end of November. Uh, we are going to as of right now, it's looking like we're going to Mexico. Nice. So we're gonna go to potentially Puerto Vallarta uh, for a week down there and uh, just get away. We won't be able to take all like like the whole family. It'll be uh, wifey and I and the little guy and I think her parents are coming. Mm-hmm. We're opening the invite to my parents that they want to join, but the other guys are still in school, so sure. they're unfortunately going to have to sit this one out. But uh, yeah, haven't been uh, away in a few years. Smart, so. smart to bring the in-laws. That way, they can take care of the young one while you and Jen, you know, get out and have some fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be good. I mean, they're great. <laughs> go it's, dancing. Uh, go together. Yeah, yeah. yeah, go dancing. Go dancing. dancing. I'm, I'm a big time dancer for sure. Yes, you are. You're you're <laughs> such a dairy when it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> Actually, I was joking with someone the other day. I can't remember where it was. We came up and they're talking about how people describe you as dancers. And mm-hmm. someone got described as a disco ostrich. I'm like, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> and I've never been told whether I can dance or not dance. But mm-hmm. I have been described once as the guy obviously having the best time on the dance floor. Yes. So best. I took that as a compliment. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just owning it from there. Your legend, Maddie. <laughs> I love it. Uh, ten. How have you love. been? Um, I've been good. Uh, so Al's been busy, so that makes me busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I've been kind of running around. Um, the the kids have been busy. Oh my gosh, three birthday parties for our daughter right off the bat. Um, that she was invited to, and it's just been. Her social life has just kind of uh, exploded, and um, she's got a more a bigger, a better social calendar than we do. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> and she had her first sleepover since pre-pandemic, which we've been waiting for that moment. And she was like spearheading the whole thing, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm going." I'm like, "Yay!" <laughs> Good job. Um, So that was a a rewarding moment. We had parent-teacher night uh, tonight, um, and I had my interview, and I met some wonderful, wonderful people. 
Um, really looking forward to hopefully um, getting together with them uh, again soon and um, um, looking forward to that progressing, hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, everything will you. continue with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they were phenomenal. So, yeah, looking forward to um to that journey and and hopefully it continues on down a, um that same path. Um and uh, yeah, just it leads to a paycheck maybe. Hopefully that <laughs> will happen. That yeah, would, that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and connecting with people I haven't spoke with uh, for a long time. Mm-hmm has been so much fun. Um, all my uh, past co-workers and friends that I've made along uh, other paths. And uh, yeah, it's it's been really nice to, to catch up with with uh, with people again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trace, how have you been? I know you're, you've been sick, but other than that? Uh, I've been okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, work's been fine. Trucks mm-hmm. keep breaking and I keep selling parts. And- mm-hmm. Go in inside on that. Has the um, supply chain kind of uh, gotten a little bit better, caught up at least to the demand? On some things, mm-hmm. on other things, no, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. Like, there's times we want to call vendors and go, did y'all just give up making these parts? <laughs> I goes, oh, we, we plan on having some in the next 90 days. Oh, oh man. Okay. Give or take 90 days. <laughs> give or take 90 days. Um, Yeah, I've been a little sick. Uh. Not to toot my own horn, but I've been making a concerted effort to eat a little healthier. Okay. And Good. watch, you know, my caloric intake and mm-hmm. what I am cutting back on the trash I'm putting in my body. Good. And I am down 15 pounds. 15. Hey, that's amazing. Toot the hell out of that horn, man. Yeah. It feels good though, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Fucking right, but when you start eating healthy, you're like, well, this isn't that bad. Oh, it's it's so weird because it's like uh, you never realized how bad you were feeling until you're not feeling bad. It's mm-hmm. yeah, so fucking true. It mm-hmm. is true. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you, you just wake up one more. Feel pretty good. I haven't felt this good in wow, mm-hmm. thirty pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. eating right. fresh food. I, I mean, we did that change a little while ago. Um, well, we we've reverted back I was a little say, bit. I've slid, <laughs> it, I've slid a bit, but yeah, it's hard to maintain it. But yeah, yeah. that that uh, that fresh food and oh, that yeah. feeling like you don't feel gross after or mm-hmm. you don't have that sluggy kind of feeling right oh exactly and i mean it i the more i, I delve into it and you know start reading some stuff and talking to some other folks it's like wow i didn't realize how much food affected every other damn part of your body well yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, i mean yeah. it's your you fuel know, like, right yeah yeah i'm breathing better um mm-hmm. my Stuff's not hurting anymore. It's, mm-hmm. it's a good. It's a good deal. I suggest it to anybody who wants to give it a go. Yeah. Congrats, yeah. bud. That's Highly wicked. Yeah, that's keep it, keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's that's no amazing. Feet. Well, well done. All right. Well, I guess it's time for uh, the moment some of you have been waiting for. I saw Aaron pop into the live stream, going, "Did I miss it? Did I miss it?" No, Aaron, you haven't missed it. We have a new diabolical co- uh, coffee ad that we're going to unveil right now. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it right after you hear it. Uh, I just can't wait to play it for you. So here we go. Hey there, how are you now? Good and you, not so bad. You want to talk about coffee? I was going to say coffee, Squirrely Dan, as in diabolical coffee. Okay, I am sorry for my outburst earlier. Apology accepted, cunt. Now, as I was saying, they got the stuff at the produce stand. Isn't that right, Dickskin? Dickens. And maybe we should let Glenn handle the read? Well, 
it is devilishly good coffee and diabolically awesome swag. And speaking of swag, I've designed some new t-shirts. Want to see? <clears throat> There's a roast for all tastes. You can order bean, whole bean. Can I get a course? We've got a course. Let's get standard grind. Standard grind going once. We got espresso in the back. K-Cups really should be part of this conversation. Use the promo code PRODUCESTAND for not 10, not 15, but 20. That's 20% off the purchase of any coffee or merch. What if I get a bit of both? Well, then that's 20% off your total purchase for a grand total of 20% off. Sold! Speaking of merch, I've got these t-shirts. That's enough, Pastor. Last time I had coffee this good, I was down in Dominican with a few buddies. <laughs> these tasties. McMurray! <clears throat> Thank you, Diabolical Coffee and Eric, for your support. Thank you, Eric and Diabolical Coffee. And let me say, thank you, Dean, from How Are You Now podcast for the amazing, amazing uh, impressions of, of McMurray, Dickens, uh, of, Glenn. of Glenn. So good. But, but oh, my God, Matt, <laughs> you're Alexander. It's, it's so oh, perfect. So I thought perfect. you got him to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just oh, sir. Oh my! I want to listen to that again. <laughs> Truly, well, I mean, that we'll was fantastic. Listen to it for the next uh, who knows how many weeks. Great but job! That was so yeah. fun Great to do. Job. Oh, that was awesome! Excellent, excellent. And, yes. and I love your so now the best part. We did a little coaching, so I sent him the, my first release of it, and he jumped on a call. He's like, "Hold on, I think I think you got a better version in you. I need I need you to I need you to, I need you to throw a little more." Enunciation on the on the back end of this. I'm like, all right, so we worked it out. He's like, there's the one. Yeah. So again, so. Uh, and Adrian said, was that Dean? I said, yes. Dean did uh, all the voices except for Alexander, which was and Squirrely Dan, which obviously I clipped the Squirrely Dan from the actual show. I was but, wondering. I'm like, yeah. where the heck did that come from? <laughs> no, no, that's okay. from the show. But then, yeah, Matt, did, I, I sent Matt because I remember Matt, you once did alexander just kind of like joking around going that sounded amazing I into, yeah it's when i arrived at one of the um one of the takeovers i did the uh is this where the dicks hang out yeah yes okay. yes and i'm like oh my god and then because we were talking about the table reads and uh, i was like we got to do a table read with uh, like an alexander scene so that matt can can do his alexander yeah. uh, voice but man so well done uh thank you everyone in the, in the in the live stream yeah lol uh casey alexander she loved it that was awesome from uh liz aaron oh my god i'm rolling great job uh tobias kudos and incredible job everyone from adrian thank you guys that was so much fun putting it together and i i mean i i wrote the script and sent it to dean a couple of weeks ago and and he was like busy building his booth so i didn't know what i was going to get back but when i got i knew it was going to sound great because dean yeah just does those voices so oh, well he really does yeah. um so when i got that back i got giddy and i'm like okay I, I'm, I'm hoping that matt's alexander will, will will seal the deal and boy did it ever it was just yeah <laughs> you never his, know uh, never know how McMurray these things are gonna turn out phenomenal yeah his mcmurray is great well yeah. They're, yeah. they're all great uh, his glenn yeah they're all i, love great. I, I think it, when, when he first starts into his dickens i thought it was spot on like it mm -hmm. sounded oh, yeah. like mccoy yeah especially the first <laughs> the first line they did anyway thank you eric thank you dean thank you matt for all your work and for for the support thank you eric and speaking of support welcome to new twitter followers uh ewan uh, murphy zach zinc from harlan indiana coach ness from richmond texas john from nanton alberta cassidy wrightson from N N nipawa manitoba mike glenn 
Kingy McKingface from Madison, Wisconsin, <laughs> Alan from Chicago, Comedians, Geek Magic X, Bud Primo from Michigan, Jeff Sawyer from Brock Alvinson, Alvinston, Ontario. I've never heard of that place. Uh, what's your spaghetti policy from Meatball City, Spaghetti Town? Uh, I sense a theme there. Brando from Ontario, Canada. Uh, Bilbo DH. Uh, just or Bill Bod H, I don't know, something like that. Husker fan Dana W from Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, Max, oh man, Snoo Wide, I don't know, I can't read that last name. Sorry, Max. Frank Pollock from um, <laughs> from San Diego. Samuel uh, Rivera. Uh, Tony MNT three hundred two from Missouri, Texas. Mike S from Vancouver. Judd Morrison from Bellingham, Washington. Is he gone? Antifa BLM from Cole Harbor, Nova Scotia. Callum Connolly from Cork, Ireland. Uh, Dave Hannon from uh, Manchester, Maryland. Uh, John. Mike Green from Wildwood, New Jersey. Victoria from Maryland. Rob Taylor from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Adam Dosher. Althea411. Sal from the Shrine of the Silver Monkey. Danielle from Utah. James Buck. Getty G from Dallas. William Caspers from Creston, BC. Mama Walks from Oshawa, Ontario. Tommy Orton from Ormskirk, England. Uh, Eamon Bauman from Appleton, Wisconsin. Christian, manager from Managuru, India. Uh, world's oldest Brandon from San Francisco, Lou Balls from Canada, uh, <laughs> Laura Wolf from Canada, the Dapper Cherizard, uh, Lou from Watford, England, uh, Rob Carpenter, um, Donald Burke from Roseville, Michigan, and uh, Wilson Tron from Mississippi. Thank you for following and hopefully for listening. Previously. On Letter Kenny. Last week, we were joined by our buddy Chad, who kicked out his top 10 Shorzy moments. It left us all in tears. Check it out if you dare. This week, our favorite transplanted Mississippian joins us to kick out his favorite Dickens scene. So. Well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Trace. How are you now? Good. <laughs> you. Hey! <laughs> you had it in you, bud. So let's like, talk about what. Well, first of all, why did you pick uh, Dickens? uh casey mentioned it and said someone needs to do dickens and i go i'll do dickens there you go perfect uh, you want to talk love about it. i love the depth in your decision <clears throat> did you go did you go through all 10 seasons or did you already have an idea of which clips you were going to pick i won't lie uh if uh you go on the letter kenny uh fandom website mm-hmm. they list all the episodes that that particular character's in oh perfect Ooh. yeah well so I, mean, I knew which ones to i can you smart yeah you worked smarter not harder nothing wrong with that awesome and i will say this mm-hmm. uh instead of a top 10 there's sort of a top 11 issue mm-hmm. yeah so we'll start off with that clip that you 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 chose that, from the, that's the about mm-hmm. that's about what you can glean at, for cool dickens clips mm-hmm. until more seasons come out right all right, so we'll start with the first one because the first one isn't really a Dickens clip. It's more of a how how the other Letterkenny characters see Dickens. Am I am I kind of on on correct on that one? Well, one particular person sees Dickens. That's, that's right. Here we go. Trace's top ten Dickens scenes. I'm the first gal from town to take down Jim Dickens. He's always fancied girls from Donegal. Where I've heard he's referred to as a Donegal Ripper. He's a mystery around here. Till now. 
How big is thick skin? Take a roll of paper towel. Take all the paper towel off it till you're left with nothing but the cardboard tube inside the roll. Got it? Yeah. Now double it. Yeah. Know how I'm nearsighted? Yeah. Thick skin got behind me at one point. His horn's so long. I needed my glasses to see what he's up to back there. It's still not as big as Stuart's. Old. At one point, Dick Skin scooped me up by my bum. Like Vin Diesel in the original Fast and Furious movie motion picture. Okay. He's so tall. Is the equivalent of riding an elevator up one and a half stories. <laughs> one hundred and a half times the danger. Is it hard for anyone else to picture Dickens doing anything but fast-talking auctioneering? Who said there was no fast-talk auctioneering? <laughs> Fuck off. Can I get a dip, one dip, da, da, dip, dip, can I get an ass in there? Look, I just don't care. Can I get a fucking gale everywhere? Fucking gale, fucking gale, hair, hair, I'm going, uh, once going, uh, once going, Would uh. you like to go twice, <gasps> Taylor? Jim Dickskins. Didn't see you come in there. Didn't you not really? No, why? <laughs> Well, he's a sea hair shy and seven feet tall is all. <laughs> These are for you. I picked them myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, smells nice. How'd you like to pick another flower? Buy <laughs> me a beer first. Okay. I put it on your tab, but I can't seem to find it. Maybe we should just start a new one. <laughs> okay. Is anyone else thinking what I'm thinking? Free beer, he smashed Gail. <laughs> I had to keep <laughs> to keep that line in there. Free <laughs> beer. Oh, it's so good. Oh, anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, I know we just saw that clip recently when we went through the Gale scenes, but it, it it's, it's it's worth repeating. Absolutely, that's well a great done. clip. That's such and, uh, a fantastic Gale spot. And I'm sorry, is that the eleventh? Yeah, that's number eleven. That's number eleven. Okay. So that okay. That is. That, that, I, I use that as an intro because sure. that, ladies and gentlemen, is why we are doing a list about the man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the man, the legend, the Dickens. All right. So <clears throat> let's uh, let's start with your number ten. Then here we go. Number ten. Concluded. I'm thirty of thirty-nine. Wayne. Jim Dickens, how are you now? Good and you. Not so bad. Wayne, 100% bullshit round here. Not a bit of now, one, not a bit of now, looking at two, two, and if they're now looking at three, three, and if they're now, can I get a four, four, but they're now sold. 400% bullshit round here. Well, it's never so bad, it couldn't be worse. Worse than 400% sounds an awful lot to me, like five, five, and if they're now looking at six, six, one percent looking at seven, seven, and if they're now, can I get an eight, sold. 800% bullshit round here. Well, meetings run a sea hair long, but it's important business, so... If someone doesn't do something about this bullshit soon, we'll be at 9, 900% now looking at 10, 10 over there, now looking at 11, 11 over here, now right. gonna get a 12, right, 12, cool 12, 12, 12. What would you have him do there, Jim? If Wayne runs for Ag Hall president, I'll give him one vote right here. We're looking at one dollar. We got one vote here. We're looking at well, two. See, now that sounds a bit dramatic to me, Jim. No, I don't think that's such a bad idea. That not sound a bit dramatic to you? I'd back that. Well, it's bloody Shakespearean. It'd be usurping the throne. I'd back that like a spinal cord. It just sounds dramatic. Jim, take the pelvis, I'd Jim. Tell you what, Jim. I'll think on it. Have a good one. Have a good one, Jim. One little birdie bird flying in the sky. We got two little birds and we're looking at three. Three little birds and we're looking at four. Why do birds suddenly appear every time I auctioneer? 
So that was from Fuss at the Egg Hall, season two, episode one, and our introduction to the Jim Dickens character. Yeah. And I loved yeah. when we met him and mm-hmm. he was um, kind of giving us the the background on yeah. how he would drive up to Sudbury and, and do the chevrons and, and change the, the numbers as he continued on. Yeah. And, and, and the mile markers. Yeah, he was using that to... Super. It was a super fascinating. If anyone's not heard that one, mm-hmm. um, it was a really great interview. Yeah. And how he was, was also saying how um, he's not an actual auctioneer at all, and that, uh, but he was called and and was asked to do auctioneering, yeah. and he's like, that that's not. Yeah. Like, I'm an actor. Auto, auto trader wanted to hire him to, to auction yeah. off his cars, and like, I'm not an actual auctioneer. I, I don't want to sell accidentally sell like a. A Ferrari for getting overexcited and sell it for like a couple of grand or whatever when it's probably worth you know two hundred grand. But but yeah. not knowing, <laughs> mm-hmm. but not knowing that he wasn't like watching that clip, you'd be like, okay, he's got that skill. Like he's he's amazing at it. Yeah, really and also, good time. I love the the insight he gave about like uh, I think that why do birds suddenly appear? Every that was time? his. That yeah. was his yeah, take. His ad lib and that they left in. So that was kind of a cool. Yeah. yeah, which is which is interesting because if you, you'll notice in a few of the other clips, mm-hmm. he he like shoehorns some sort of yep. classic pop song into, yeah. into the very end of it. It's like that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, he does that is a that, lot. Is, You're right. Is that the first appearance of Dickens? Uh, that yeah. was. That was. Yeah. Oh, was it? Oh, well, I mean, that was the first time he said something on camera and announced. Right. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's it's his first appearance, like on like on camera. Yeah, because it's also it's season two, episode one. He w- he wasn't in season one at all. No. So, no. um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you want to go around the horn, Victor, what do you, what do you think about that? Does that bring back good memories, Victor? Of simpler yeah, times? Yeah, he was, he was <laughs> from the, from the get go, he was, uh, uh, very well liked character. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, this, this kind of just sets, sets the, sets the mood of what we're going to get yeah. from him. I'm not going to lie to you when he, when his character was first introduced, I, I, it got a little tired on me, the, the whole auctioneering thing. Right. It, it did. I was like, oh man, is he going to do this every time? Luckily, his character did evolve um, mm-hmm. to, to so that it, that wasn't his one trick. Like he he, he did other things, uh, just you know, cor- correcting mostly other- just to Gaylor. Uh, yeah, exactly. But anyway, uh, in the beginning, the first few times he showed up on the show, I'm like, yeah, that's funny. But then it kind of got a little grating until uh, until he evolved. I thought. Um, you know, I, I grew to like his character a lot more. But yeah, those first few encounters were like, oh, is that it? That's all. Every time he comes on, that's all he's going to do. So um, I'm glad they did something more with that. Matt? Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, like it's the intro. Um, I couldn't help but while like as you're watching that, knowing that's the the initial one, I always could have pictured myself in the scene doing the scene. Mm-hmm. Right. So as he's like that face to face with Wayne and just rambling off his auctioneering it, yeah. and they're not moving at all like it's such an like it just, i feel like just shooting that would be really awkward but mm-hmm. hilarious all at the same time trying to hold it together yeah. as he's spurting this out and, and i just love it well someone in the live stream made made a the comment that those background actors are way more professional than i would ever be during the gale scene oh the yeah for in the, sure like i would have been cracking up like mm-hmm. just hearing all that who knows how much they can hear what you know where they are but yeah, it's uh, it would be pretty tough not to crack up. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
in this one here, that scene, especially, yeah, when he's auctioneering and, and, and Wayne and, and Squirrely Dan and, and Derry are still talking over it, I can see how that might be a, a challenging scene to kind of do, to get it right, to yeah. get the levels right too, right? Because you don't want his, him to overpower what they're saying. You want to be able to hear clearly what they're saying uh, and at the same time still be annoyed enough that when Derry tells him to shut up, you're you're happy that <laughs> that he did, right? Yeah. And they also kind of exaggerated, like he's tall, yeah. but they, they framed it so well, yeah. like where they, they more accounted for his height yeah. rather than their height. Mm-hmm. So the camera's a little mm-hmm. higher than normal and it makes them look extra short on it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so it speak, just- speaking of great framing of Dickens, let's watch number nine. Oh, wait, I oh. just have one more comment oh, okay. about this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed too that at the beginning they were calling him Jim. Mm. They dropped that as they uh, progress with the yeah. the. I feel like the dick skin joke comes later. It doesn't happen in this yeah, episode. Yeah, because Derry kept on interrupting or trying to interrupt him or or stop him from, yeah. from his uh, yeah. his numbers and uh, saying, Jim, Jim. And I'm thinking, they don't do that now. No. Yeah, you're right. So the dick skin thing must have come later. Yeah. Maybe we'll see when. But yeah, speaking of framing, uh, here's number nine. Number nine. Dick skin? Dickens. Fellas, a list of my requests to be played back two, back two, three, four. We're looking at five songs. Your request? How dare thou come in my private roost of penetrating beats with an audacious act of <laughs> social and musical trees? Every single one of these is a Brooks and Dunn song. Starting with the boot scooting boogie. <laughs> I didn't realize they had other songs. Of all the boogies, the boot scooting is the last one I would and will ever torture myself or others with. I'll give you a boot scooting. What about Blame It on the Boogie by the Jackson Five? Boogie, 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 a taste of honey. Boot scooting. A boogie wonderland by Earth, Wind, and Fire? Elton John Street Boogie. This wedding needs a boogie, and it's going to be a boot scooting. A born to boogie T-Rex. Boogie, boogie, woo, and sing composite. Zip done boogie T-Rex again. Take the damn boogie and make it a boot scoop. I, I, I am your boogeyman, Casey, in the Sunshine Band. I am your boogeyman, White song. I hoped it wouldn't come to blows over a boogie. But I'll damn well go to blows for the boot scooting boogie. Man. What's happening, Dickens? Dickens! <laughs> oh. There we go. There's the the dicks. Well, one of the dick skin jokes, but the yeah, framing. He, he yeah. said Jim yeah. while they were in the, the conversation, then just yeah. as he was walking away there. And yeah. he walks by, Patrick McNeil says, ma'am. <laughs> Um, the framing in that shot was so perfect when he lowers himself to their level Mm -hmm. he literally lowers himself to uh, I won't come to blows for a boogie but I will for a boot scooting boogie that was so great Uh, Uh, Victor what did you think of that one yeah, another one of the gems that you'll get from that entry is that, uh, you know, he, I don't think he even knew how that song went. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. From oh, our interview. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah, so, right. So, yeah, I remember that, I asked that question yeah, for yeah. Al to ask him, because do you right. even like the boots getting boogies? I don't think I've ever heard it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. One of the few people in the world that haven't. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Uh, this scene reminds me of something I meant to talk about up front. Uh, um, during the how's your week but but i completely forgot the mention of the, the jackson five here i just had a quick, i knew you were gonna pick up on that quick story about what happened at my band practice a couple of days ago oh is this gonna this should Great be a, a twitter poll well Tanya- tomorrow night's show uh and that's a weird story uh, not uh, tomorrow uh, for um yeah tomorrow tomorrow well so we were rehearsing for tomorrow right. night but we finished practicing all the songs we need to know for tomorrow so then we started you know because we also have a show coming up just before Halloween. So, oh, what kind of songs could we maybe add? Some fun songs for Halloween. And, if, you know, 
course, there aren't very many that you could play. So, of course, Thriller by Michael Jackson came up as a possibility. So, uh, picture the rehearsal studio where we practice has a bunch of different rooms and then one big main room. And and the the, the owner of the rehearsal studio, he, I'm not tooting my horn, this is true, he really likes our band and he always books us in the main room because he, he likes to sit there and listen to us play while we practice and, and he does the sound for us and everything like that. And the, all the other rooms, he's not in there. But so we're, we're, we're talking about, um, you know, what possible songs we can do for Halloween. And Michael Jackson's thriller came up, but could we possibly do that? And like, oh, you know, it might be fun. So at this point, the owner isn't in the room. He's somewhere else. So we start jamming out thriller and it's actually kind of sounding not bad. Like it's got a funky bass line, you know, and it's, 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 something people would dance to we now have a female lead singer so she helped with with the, the lyrics or the the vocals suddenly the the rehearsal studio owner storms into the room shuts down the the mixer mixing board shuts all power and starts yelling at us to stop playing he's like i will not have anybody playing songs by that pedophile in in my studio and we're just oh, wow. standing there like mouths agape holy crap like this again, we're one of his favorite bands and he's always like, you know, heaping praise on us, but he was really upset. So we're standing there going, Oh, sorry. Like, you know, this is your place. If that's, if that's your rule, you know, I mean, good, good enough. We won't play it. But uh, it was like, Holy crap. What, what are, that's awkward. What a reaction. It was really that's awkward. Weird. And then, um, and then he starts kind of apologizing for, for the strong reaction. He just did. And then we're like, well, you know, I mean, look, whatever, it's your place. If you don't want Michael, that's, that's fair. Like it, it's your business. So you can kick us out if you want to It's like, Oh, just, you know, yeah, whatever. He started kind of, not backtracking because he really didn't want us to play it. So we didn't. And it was the, the end of practice. So we started packing up and he started, he got upset because we were like wrapping up. I'm like, no, we were done anyway. We were, we were just messing around with that song. So anyway, so that happened. So I guess the, wow. the Twitter poll might so, be, you know. So was, Bad Moon Rising, it is then. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not a bad, no. Anyway, uh, yeah, it was just a, a awkward kind of situation, kind of moment there where that's that's unreal. Yeah, he, he was a very wow. strong reaction to Michael Jackson. I mean, I understand. I, I kind of I don't I don't really understand. I I, I mean I, I don't I, think he was ever convicted, was he? He was. I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't well, think that he was ever convicted of that. I'm not saying he didn't. He was right. a weird guy, and he yeah. definitely should not have been sleeping with children. No, but <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just simply not not appropriate. Yeah, but, yeah everybody uh, agrees with but that. But I'm not yeah. sure that he was ever convicted of. No, I don't think yeah. he ever was. But I, I feel like the last, the very last doc that was done of him was pretty damning. And I mean, this post post you know post his death, right? So there's yeah, no, it's after his death. Yeah, so it's still a one sided story. You're right. You're right. And the thing, I I know like a lot of like I don't think a lot of radio stations play his music anymore either uh or up here in canada it's anyway i can't remember hearing it Michael i think Jackson's i heard abc the other day and i'm wondering i mean there might be different eras right i think it's okay to play child michael and not just you know what i mean not I mean, adult well, michael yeah that's not the solo career right yeah that's, that's the, more of the uh, jackson the five. five anyway it was just an interesting thing and i'm like you know whatever it's not important enough yeah. to me to to burn that bridge i don't give a shit whether we play it or not uh but it was just a yeah weird kind of so Crazy. yeah, maybe it'll be a poll. Like, what should the poll be? Was that an overreaction, or, or you know, I don't know. Um, would you listen to Michael Jackson music? Yes or no? Yeah, yeah, that, that could be. I, I I say I I'm telling you, like I don't see anything wrong with listening to that music just because he I I don't think that he mm -hmm. um 
it's not like Bill Cosby, right? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, that guy is, you know. Well, it's, it's an age-old like question, every- though. How can you separate the artist from the art? I mean, Tanya and I you saw can. Bill Cosby live. We fucking loved it. It was an amazing, oh, amazing yeah. show. Before you knew that before exactly before, before we found before. out about that. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's yeah. just like with what's with what's his name? Uh, that uh, oh my goodness, uh, they made a whole Boondocks episode about him. Um, R. Kelly. Like, R. Kelly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like once, if these people, they know that without a shadow of doubt, they mm-hmm. are you know sleaze bags. Then yeah, it's like you know. You, you, okay, wait a minute, have, Victor. You just buried the lead. You watched Boondocks. <laughs> I watched the first season of it. Wow, well yeah. done. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But William, William liked it, so we watched. Yeah. It oh, it was, it was a great show. But I, I'm or surprised. Or maybe yeah. the the question needs to be broader than just Michael Jackson. Maybe the question needs to be: um, Can you separate music from the artist? Mm-hmm. Because there are so many artists out there that are charged for things or, um, I don't know, you know, but the music is good music. Like Mm -hmm. the art is still there. That's still solid art. It's tough. Like, cause it depends. Like in some cases, artists art can't be, you know, separated from them personally. Right. Right. Like, especially, yeah. Anyway, I don't, I didn't want to monopolize this, but it just reminded me that that was a story I wanted to talk about because it was just a weird thing that happened. And, uh, yeah. Uh, sympathy just for play, the devil uh, rolling stones. Yeah, just oh, play yeah. werewolves of London and move on. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, what I think the solution <laughs> to it is to do like um, uh, uh, different renditions of the songs that mm-hmm. you like. Mm-hmm. So if you know if you like Beat It, great. Just just there's there's so many there's like you know ten different great versions of Beat It. Yeah. <laughs> so again, though, we wouldn't be able to practice it. I mean, there are other rehearsal studios. It's just yeah. if this guy has a hard uh, no no. This well, hard do note. other people though? That's the question. Like if if you were to play it on stage, would it offend people? Because honestly, yeah. if if that's the case, mm-hmm. then yeah, I don't know. That's the music a good question. should die. Maybe yeah. I think if you're if you're at a night where you're playing Halloween music and you mm-hmm. play Thriller there's not a single person in the audience that's going to throw, you know, a tomato at you or mm-hmm. anything like that. I, everyone's going to have a good, you know, yeah. and again, I think I've all, well, you the, could do a live poll this Halloween play and see how many tomatoes yeah, yeah. get thrown at you. <laughs> there you go. Live poll. I love that. <laughs> Where's the monster mash? Yeah. Yeah. I got that I, monster I think mash. Of all the artists, of all the, controversial, off the Halloween yeah. songs. of all the controversial artists, I think Michael Jackson's the softest one just because he wasn't ever convicted. Yeah, there are just crazy. no, there are really crazy. no, no, other than Thriller, there are no good Halloween songs. Yeah, it's Monster Mash, Sympathy for the Devil. I, I, I hate even the, the idea of performing. Anything by Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, there's um, that, I guess. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Anyway, we'll move on. I didn't mean to monopolize that conversation. It so, just took well, us too late. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Here we go. Let's, let's move on to number eight. Number eight. Penny for your thoughts, Jim? I was just thinking I ought to change the runner on my skid steer. Sorry, no, I meant, can you spare a penny or two? I can spare one, two, three, looking at four dollars, and a half, five, five, looking at five, oh, eight, looking at five, sold, but it don't come free, what for? I'm collecting for Don Cherry's Pet Rescue Foundation. I give annually to Noah's bark. Get off your wallet, dickskin. It's Dickens. Well, it's in your jeans, dickskin. It's a good thing this dickskin's got thick skin, Gail. What's the damage? Two dollar highballs, but for you, Called a buck ninety-nine. Keep the change. Your tip. Tip's my favorite part. That's insane. I'd like Taryn Taylor his Johnson. What? I'd like to Dwayne <laughs> the Rock his Johnson. All right. 
And that is from uh, season seven, episode four, Letter Kenny versus Penny. Uh, it's um, great foreshadowing. That's what we call foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, like two seasons of foreshadowing because that happened, and then two seasons later we get the the Gale takedown. But uh, great setup. So again, if we're uh, yeah, if we're if that's the pace Letter Kenny's going at, then uh, yeah, there's still time for Darian and Bonnie. <laughs> Victor, what do you think of that? <laughs> it's one? A slow game. Uh, it's it's just funny that Katie's the prude in that scene. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> with all those fa- facial expressions are brilliant. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like um, you're the one that likes to walk around naked, basically, and yeah. you're 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 kind of raising your eyebrow at what's what's going on here. Yeah, there's a lot of that, Matt. What did you what did you think of that scene? I just like to imagine these things in real life. Like mm-hmm. if I asked someone for a penny and that was their reaction, <laughs> I don't think I could be as calm as Katie reacted. I would just. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I would just stare aimlessly. It's a fucking penny. Yeah. In wonder around that reaction mm-hmm. and then probably thank them for making my day. So, <laughs> yeah. Mind you, I mean, there's no pennies anymore, right? Not not up here anyway. We have this no pennies. So, oh, Victor's holding a penny. All right. Yes. I have a jar of them upstairs, <laughs> but in circulation, like, yeah. yeah. I've, if got I, a jar of Canadian tire money as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, the jar of pennies upstairs has enough as much value as that Canadian tire money. Uh, Tan, what do you think? You do you think of that scene? Yeah, I just uh, I love um, the as you guys said the the foreshadowing mm-hmm. right of Gail and uh, uh, Dickens and and yeah, just she's hilarious. Uh, going back to I think we saw this, didn't we, with uh, Gail's uh, or didn't? We? Oh, it was no, on the cutting not. room floor. But I'd mentioned yeah, Casey brought it up that yeah. yeah, there was a scene where we tip see- is my best part. <laughs> like it's just she's fantastic, yes. and uh, yeah. Just mm-hmm. good scene. Uh, and Trace. Uh, I just, you know, I just like this one because it, 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 it sets the plate that mm-hmm. uh, or sets this, the table for, like you said, the Gale takedown <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, it, it put it in everybody's mind and it's yeah. just cool when it comes to fruition three mm-hmm. seasons later or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if if anyone sees anyone watched that other scene and thought who saw that coming, we all did. It just you just had to think Everybody. back a couple of seasons. Yeah, this this kind of reminded me. I, mm-hmm. I'm sure we've talked about this during the episode. I just mm-hmm. don't remember. Does anybody in the states actually know who Don Cherry is? Uh, I mean, we talked about it. Some people do, like some of our listeners do. But yeah, you're right. Pretty yeah, much, but mostly they wouldn't. Right? Uh, like folks from like Boston would know who he is because he he coached there and. And it was a big, yeah. yeah, and Rochester, but yeah, most for the most part, you'd have to be a pretty deep kind of hockey nerd to know who Don Cherry yeah. is if you're American. Really? Yeah, yeah. I oh, thought he was uh, well known everywhere. No, in Canada, no, he is, just in not, Canada. Yeah. He's oh. barely known in Canada. Like, if you're not a hockey fan in Canada, you you know of him, but you oh, know, come on. If you're not watching Saturday night, well, Canada, you know, Saturday, Saturday night hockey, mm-hmm. then, which is, you know, not everybody. <laughs> well, down here, the one that we always, you know for those of us who are just, you know, have a passing interest in hockey mm-hmm. and seeing people talk about it is uh what's his name on uh, uh Barry Melrose. Oh yeah. Yeah. The LA Kings. Yeah, I mean, uh, former that's coach, the one yeah. we always got like, the hair. Oh dude. Oh, sweet he, ass mullet he, in the cr- he coached LA when Gretzky yeah. came there and he took him to the finals and yeah. then he, he brought in Tony Robbins and there was a whole thing. Yeah. You know, that's right. He did. Yeah. And I uh, didn't, I mean, he was on ESPN after that, wasn't he? Like once he left hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Then he was a regular yeah. ESPN. Yeah. 
All right, let's start with the mullet long after. It. Oh, he did, yeah. He yeah. might still have it. But we, we have referenced, though, that Don Cherry, that uh, Kiso played yeah, Cherry. Yes, yes, in the, yeah, okay. in our impact. Which, which I'm sure not a single American has ever seen that mm-hmm. movie, except for maybe a few. Well, awesome. Uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's. It's, it's hard to find in Canada, never mind. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a difficult one to find. Let's move on to number seven. Number seven. Dickskin! Indeed. <laughs> the Caesar-building competition may begin. Each team will present their Caesars with a breakdown of ingredients. And then, upon completion of the presentation, spectators will be asked to raise their hands if they so desire the Caesar in question. From there, either I or one of my <laughs> merry gregarious auctioneer chums will rally the show of hands and compare grand totals team by team come competition's end. Now let's meet the judges. <laughs> Starting with this dog with two tails. Beguiling <laughs> <laughs> uh, guy comes from Mount Hanoverway and remains proficient in the auctioneer in practice well into year 10 as a profession. It's Charlie Cuball Lawless, everybody. <laughs> Now, how about this barrel of monkeys? <laughs> the whole barrel. Now, this frolicsome fellow's full of all the joys of spring. Coming to us this afternoon from Mount Seaforth Way and full of vim and vinegar. <laughs> it's Derek Broadway Olsen, everybody. Broadway. From here, I'll hand the floor over to your master of ceremonies, Miss Bonnie McMurray. You're drinking free tonight, Bono. Hold it now. Hey now. Final tally is not yet official now. Caught now. Cuba Lawless. How many hands up are up currently? Looks like about 50. 50. How many hands are up when you up when you tally the hits? 50. 50. And uh Broadway also, how many hands up are up when you tally the hockey plays? 50. 50. Total tally also tally. 15. Making this a four-way tie. Fitting, 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 fitting. Well, everybody loves a Caesar, boys. Can't see a Caesar, not want a Caesar. That's actually how they market Caesars. Everyone gets a free Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> I love Dixon's reaction at the end of Wait a minute, what just happened there? <laughs> oh my how? God, Trace, that's number seven. I was just gonna say the same thing. How is that a seven? I must be forgetting list. all the other Dickens scenes because. Oh well, All right, I'm excited yeah. now because yeah. you you set the bar because that one's one of my yeah that's such a good scene. That I know this one is one of Victor's favorite scene. episodes. Uh, so so yeah, so you you have to separate the episode mm-hmm. from from the scene, right? Oh, I don't like Caesars, for, so it's not yeah, a big episode. For you. Yeah, I know, but I think your dislike for Caesars mm-hmm. it brings that same passion as people that love Caesars. So so it's so it ends up being the same thing. Um, I, so, so I think that's still kind of clouding your judgment, because uh, because if you actually look at his performance, it's a good performance, mm-hmm. but it's not like oh my god, that is the performance of the year. Given you know, give him an Emmy. Well, when he gets uh, drunk, it's pretty good. It's, oh, it's, it's so yeah, good. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. But he's, <laughs> so so, you know, good. He's, he's the way he says fifteen, you yeah. know, four times in a row. But it's his <laughs> facial expressions, his yeah. eyebrows, his yeah. eyes, his yeah. hands. Yeah. No, his... It's good. Well, while he's going on about this, I'm trying to figure out who's going to win the best season. <laughs> um, so you know, 
uh, I don't know. I love the episode because you know uh, it's it, it's my favorite beverage, and I will uh, take it every which way that uh, they are available. Mm-hmm. But um, the episode itself, I think seven is is about right because mm-hmm. I think we're going to get to see some better performances. Trace, uh, explain yourself. Yeah, Matt or Matt, Matt you first. No, no, no. Trace, explain yourself. Okay, Trace. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I. I <laughs> Overall, I thought there were uh, better ones mm-hmm. after this. Uh, not that I don't love this one. I yeah. mean, I I love just how happy he is to be right. with his auctioneer buddies. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He's <laughs> in his element. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's and really when those two scenes are juxtaposed right back to back, just to see how drunk Dickens is. <laughs> the, the evolution best. of Dickens mm-hmm. in this scene. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's just. Oh, it's so good. And I also like the fact when uh, Bonnie calls him Dick Skin, he goes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's true. That's true. He, he he does not shy away from that. And that's, um, yeah. I, I just love, too, that they were breaking away from the whole um, auctioneer. Mm-hmm. Um, like he was, he, there was way more, um, um, like yeah, just his just banter and yeah. and yeah the and seeing another angle of him mm-hmm. with with being drunk and being with his buddies and it, I thought it was great. Let's say you like you're saying the evolution of him, yeah, Evo- yeah. But that's 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 what I was going to say before I lost my train of thought. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm not as amused as Matt by a drunken tomfoolery. So <laughs> so that's so that's probably why you know. So for me, it's like okay, you're drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I like to see people bring in a really great performance when they're sober. So, so for me, that's why I still think, but it's not easy to play drunk convincingly. And I think in that, in that scene, in that scene, he, he, he does it really well. And obviously Mrs. McMurray is, is, she's a pro at it. I was just going to say she's, yeah, she's got the, the gold star for that. Like there are people when they play drunk, they look, they play the stereotypical drunk and it doesn't work. Uh, in yeah. in the case in these two cases, I think it works really well. Yeah, mm-hmm. hard to agree. Yeah. agree. Matt, do you have anything else to add? No, no, no it's all, all right. been said. Let's move on. So, <laughs> the next one is one of my favorite scenes. So I'm I'm a little Ooh. surprised that's number number six. Here we go. Number six. Well, I need some dick skin. I'll slap y'all all right. Oh, hey now, <laughs> dick skin. Diggins. We are starting a bro dude club. Just boys, buddy. Just buds, bro. So you're telling me I'm not going to be seeing Katie, Krista, Kathleen, Claire, Chloe, Camilla, Claire, Catherine, Caroline, Carly, we're looking at Casey and Caitlin. How you doing today, my lady? Don't you just want to have a party with your bros, buddy? Dickskin? Dickens, say you fellas ever go on these dating apps. <laughs> it's no slim pickings for Jim Dickens. I've got dates coming up with Molly, Marlene, and Mary McMagda. We're looking at Melody and how about Molly? Maya, Madeline, we're looking at Michelle, Michaela, McKenzie. We're looking at Maggie, Maggie, me. I think I got something to say to you. Well, think about all the things you won't have to put up with at the Bro Dude Club for it, like paying for two bills or holding your gal's purse. I love being on dates, holding purses, holding doors, holding myself accountable for all that I do. Fuck this, buddy. <laughs> A men only club is so hard. <laughs> One of the best lines in the whole series. I love holding things, holding uh, what was it, purses, and holding myself accountable for what I do. It's so perfect. Well, I love his reaction just to Dickens. Yeah, Dickens. And then, yes. then just like it's so seamless into his sentence as if it's yeah. like not even there. Like, 
that timing is so so perfect. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's one of my favorite Dickens uh, moments for sure. Uh, Trace, explain yourself. Uh, on this one, I just I I liked it too. Mm-hmm. I, again, I was just there was other ones that you know just hit better for me. Sure, but I like this one too, also because it shows the evolution of the Dick skin Dickens mm-hmm. gimmick. Yeah, where he was really bombastic with the dickens yeah now it's just like dickens yeah and just moves along and it's like <laughs> that's what you know that's what letter kenny's good at they'll mm-hmm. they'll take something that they just run into the ground and then just change one little thing about it yeah yeah and it becomes almost a meta joke at that point mm-hmm. yeah 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 and i mean the the episode it's from is kind of forgettable uh but that scene like i really enjoyed dickens in that scene it's, it's the rest of the the episode is kind of forgettable mm-hmm. though yeah there's a different mentality like mm-hmm. almost different maturity to him in this scene as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and, and kind of what, what Trace is where he's, he's evolved beyond the stupidity of the jokes mm-hmm. and just doing his thing now. And <laughs> he's interested in other, in other shit. And I, and I, and I really, the comedic timing of Makui mm-hmm. is so important and it definitely plays in spades in this one. Mm-hmm. Victor, what do you think? I'm trying to remember the kind of the origin of thick skin. Do we know what, how I think McMurray who, who, does who it first. I think it's yes, uh, McMurray and uh, Uncle Eddie's Trust. Yeah, I didn't put in here because Dickens didn't do much else besides Correct. auctioneer yeah. when he was trying to sell VCRs and shit. That's right. Yeah, so I think <laughs> McMurray started that whole thing and and it just they ran with it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'll have to go back and uh, rewatch that one because yeah. I need to. Uh, I need. I I love a good origin story. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, what do you think? I know you love the hold myself accountable line. Absolutely. I, yeah. I, and and too, again, we're getting another layer of who he is and mm-hmm. that he's got all these ladies that are, are lined up outside of town. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, here we always hear about how um, Riley and Jonesy are always hitting all the girls mm-hmm. um, up and, and, and going on dates. And uh, he's just he's just scanning scanning his phone and mm-hmm. and having casual conversation, but still finding a, a cute little way to to put the auctioneering in there, um, and still. Uh, yeah. and there's um, no slim pickings for Dickens. So. Yeah, love it. <laughs> Matt. Oh, I already commented. Oh, did you? All right, so let's move yeah, on. Yeah. We yeah. will move on to number five. Number five. You met Dickskin? Dickens. Hmm. I couldn't pick one. Not even one? I could not pick one. Oh. So you'll get them all. Stop. Hey, you. Hey. Starting at the top of the alphabet, Alanis, Atwood, Arlene, Ackerman, Avril, Arden, Annie Murphy, and a Paquin, and Duval, Annie, are you okay, okay, Annie? <laughs> Annie, Annie, are you okay, are you okay, Annie? Annie? <laughs> <laughs> Nice and succinct, Trace. I don't know if uh, you have anything to add to that one. I completely forgot uh, about that. The, the one on that one is, well, first of all, uh, when they start doing the whole scene with Professor Tricia mm-hmm. and Dickens is there, you can see the joke coming a thousand miles away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, oh, they're going to get to Dick's skin and he's just going to start listing off women. Mm-hmm. And But it's still funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, when I was watching this and as many times as I've watched the series – Jim Dickens hitting the lamp is never not funny as hell. I think Tanya always reacts the exact same way every time. Every time she sees that. Well, let's she... do it one more time. It's not true. Let's play it one more time. 
It's one of those things that you don't expect, but then it happens and then it's- But yeah, you it's do funny. expect. But like, I don't, I, it's just, it's funny. It's well, funny. Also, I oh, can't believe man. they waited that long to go for that sight gag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It seems so obvious that, I mean, anybody else would have had them hitting lamps first season. Mm-hmm. And this is the latest episode that they put out. Yeah, and season they, 10. finally, yeah. Dick Skin hits a, hits a lamp when he stands up. I just <laughs> love that they always have him, too, in that hat. It's like, and it adds, like, those extra couple of inches to, to his yeah. height, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and yeah. there's a... Uh, Adam or Adrian says uh, Michael Jackson callback and now and yeah and here you yeah. okay <laughs> Matt and it's not it's not like the height jokes or anything new like they've no. been they do them all since day one mm-hmm. but this one they just made him more obvious right they play with him with the camera and like we already seen the other ones where they crop him out completely yeah. um, to I'm play hoping with that's height. gonna be one of the one two threes right, we'll see he's yeah. just but a every, sea, sea know, hair shy of seven feet yeah <laughs> anytime you have someone like tall in most shows they're mm-hmm. either hitting a lamp or hitting a door frame or something. And they purposely have, have avoided it since his introduction yeah. until yeah. this one. And then he does the shit with the, Hey, Oh, Hey, Hey. <laughs> most, most of the physical humor at Dick Dickens expense has been in framing him in the shot. Yes. Yeah. Right, right, right. And right. Uh, yeah, so that's how they've got, that's how they've dealt with it. Yeah. Uh, how, so, how tall was he? I can't remember. I think he's almost seven foot. Damn Six, near seven feet. Yeah. Damn near seven short. Feet. Yeah. See here short of seven feet. Wow. Um, Victor, did you have anything? There's not much else to say about <laughs> no, that no. scene. Um, it's it, you know, him hitting that lamp and it being funny every time, mm-hmm. uh, is for me reminiscent of watching the uh opening credits to Corner Gas mm-hmm. when we, um, oh geez, my brain went blank. Uh, main character, um, uh, Brent, uh, Brent, yeah. when his parents, his parents are walking out of the convenience store and. Mm-hmm. And his his dad lets the door slam on on on, yeah. on on his wife when she's holding the groceries. It's hilarious every single time you watch it, mm-hmm. and she, the way the, the way she's so angry at him when it happens. Mm-hmm. It's just it's there's certain scenes that they're just filmed so perfectly. It's like light uh, lightning in a bottle, yeah. and it's just funny every single time. And it's the scene is certainly one of them. There you go. Speaking of uh, Victor's favorite scenes, this next one is from one of Victor's favorite episodes. The sleepover. Nice. <laughs> Number four. Truck wouldn't turn over this morning. Took me five or six tries. I love this part here. Well, what are you putting there? 5W30? 10W30? 10W40s? 15W40. Two stroke? Four stroke? Kind of mile you get to the gallon. What's your time to highway mileage? Small crack in the windshield weakens the structural integrity of the entire vehicle. Sounds like transmission. Manual transmission? Automatic transmission? Semi automatic transmission. Planetary gear automatic? Electronic pressure system? Sounds like hydraulics. New clutch? Now, you run a heat and block in or overnight this time of year, right? Which rubber you got left on those tires? You don't still have your summers on. Winter should go on no later than mid November, and most dealerships will store your summers if you go in a wee bit early. <laughs> Dale, what do you idle at? Computer. What? <laughs> hope it's not computer. No, I hope so too. Where do you fill it out? West End? South End? Menders. So if you're going out of town for that, I'm hesitant. Like, I'm real hesitant. The dealer tells you premium, you go premium. You've got nothing to gain there. Premium 91 to 93 octane, you go fucking 92, straight up the middle. If you think the dealership has a second for you, once the vehicle changes hands, I've got news for you. All right, truck won't turn over. It's not his problem, it's not my problem. That's your problem. You get it in writing. Oh, look at that. Dealer doesn't have a fucking pen. Happen to me? It'll happen to you. They want to dicker with Monday details. Tell them that's fine. 
I'll go across the street. I hate to be the one to tell you, but that truck loses 50% of its value the second you drive it off the lot. You broke down on the 401, are you? Guess he's not in the office today. Ever take the 400 to Barry early March? You don't want it. The sliding ice don't get you, the falling ice will. All right, the last truck you tried to sell me come with chrome nerve bars when I'm just fine with the factory rubber running boards. At least, I said, I'm not paying for that. Not a damn thing wrong with the standard runners. Three generations of dairy farmers tell you the exact same thing. He wants an extra buck ten for a turnkey lock for the fucking gas tank cover. I said I didn't fall off no turnip truck. Never sat in his chair once through the deal. Stood the whole time he wanted that power over me. All right, so he's got a big fancy clock up there on the wall behind him in his office, not adjusted for daylight savings. I said, buddy, the writing is literally on the wall here. Chewed on his pen the entire time. I'm thinking if he'll put that in his mouth, what else will he put in there? If he called the receptionist his girl one more time, I was going over the fucking table at him. Photo of his beer league team for his computer wallpaper? That's no family, man. I said, I don't got a problem with you till you bullshit. Don't bullshit me. I signed the deal and the Twin Towers come down. Think about that. His dad used to teach me back in grade three. One time he grabbed the back of my neck real fucking hard. I never told him. Every single one of them carries a revolver beneath their driver's seat, and every single one of them knows why. I'd heard he smashed a snapping turtle shell with the sand wedge on the golf course as a kid, and they should have locked him up right there because that's the right thing to do. You want to get an earful, you ask his little sister about it. Guess who opposes gay marriage on Twitter? Everyone thought he's the golden child because he's the only boy in the church choir. He was stealing cookies from Bible Club the whole time. Okay, who's worse, him or his old man? Bit of a race to the bottom there, innit? I seen him kiss his own daughter on the lips past the age of three. That would make a fellow wonder, don't it? lifted my flip-flops from the lost and found at the public pool, and I can prove it. That gas trial's fast in a small town, eh? <laughs> yeah, it turns out the gas cap is just loose and won't turn over unless she's airtight, so... <laughs> Onward. Oh, man. Okay, Trace, I know, because what you do for a living, I know why you, this is in your on your list. I'm surprised it's not number one, but you want to talk about it? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, the reason I like this one, this might be Dickens' first cold open. And yeah, I think you're right. Was, uh, it was cool because, you know, I don't know if this was like a, a trust issue or something, but they, they got him in there and he, and he held his own timing wise with the, the Hicks who, you know, mm-hmm. have worked all this together and he's mm-hmm. just spot on in there. Yeah. And the other thing is. Dickens got into some dark, deep seated <laughs> shit with I his, <laughs> his stuff. He was like, all the rest of the guys are, you know, he I did. hate dealers. And Dickens is like, you know, he lifted my flip flops. <laughs> and and like, I can God prove bless. it. <laughs> yeah. It How a, deep seated does this stuff go? It escalated quickly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like to, I'd like to see how he can prove it though. Yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Um, we got some big old dogs. This scene is one of the best written scenes, I think, in Letterkenny. Uh, watching it a couple of times now and, and after clipping this, it is so well written, acted, yeah. shot. It's such a great, great scene. Like, I don't think I appreciated it as much the first time. I really enjoyed it the first time. But watching it, it starts with Gailer just saying her truck wouldn't turn over and the way I mean, that's where they went. We could do an entire episode, a TPS episode, breaking down this scene because for, just from everything from the all four of them at the same time, they they were hunched over the bar. All four of them sat back, crossed their arms, 
and got ready, got, got in, you know, mansplain mode when it came to, all right, here's what's here. Here's what the possible issues are. And then the whole, everyone's reaction when the, the word computer came up and it just, there's so much, so much great yeah. stuff in here. And then when it escalates to, you know, to dealers and how, how, how sleazy dealers are. And then this one specific guy and they, they're attacking his character. Just there's so much in the scene. And then uh, the, the camera work, I'm sure Matt, you, you'll, you probably appreciate a lot of the camera work oh, there yeah. too. The, the change in, in, in uh, focus from, from front. Uh, yeah. The rolling focus. Yeah, yeah. Just every, it's such a great scene. I don't know if people uh, appreciate how good this scene is. Yeah, it's a long scene, but it's mm-hmm. brilliant. Yeah. And and I think you're right. I mean, I was as I was following along and trying trying to keep up with what was going, I realized at one point I actually forgot what the starting point was. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I had a moment where I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, what are we talking about? Yeah. And I think that's all intentional, right? They're, yeah. they're they're so quick and they're dragging you into their madness mm-hmm. to the point that you're like, what the fuck are we talking about? But then you're like, oh right, it's a truck. But that's not even relevant anymore by the end of it. And yeah. uh, it's, I, it's yeah. Scripting wise, brilliant. Yeah. Shooting wise, brilliant. You're a spot on trace. Dickens uh, held his own in this mm-hmm. scene. Um, there was one moment at the beginning. I don't know if it was intentional or just a cut. Um, it almost felt like those moments, you know, when you're trying to say something in a group setting and, 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 and you're about to open your mouth and someone else speaks, you kind of back off. Mm-hmm. I caught him over that, but it, but I was okay with it. it. Almost felt like it was like yeah. he's trying to find his footing, and then he rolled into the rhythm, and then that was the rest was history. It could have so. even been a mistake, but but worked in, in when they edited yeah. it together. Yeah, yeah, it, it looked mm-hmm. good. Like it looked mm-hmm. like he was he was trying like he wanted to get yeah. his say in, yeah. and uh, I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on a personal level, that conversation literally happens once a week. I know that's why it's another reason I love it. Every single thing they said, like from the a chip in the windshield uh, messes with the structural integrity of the car to, to the computer problems, to just everything that was said there was like spot on shit. I've heard men say while kicking a tire, standing around a, a truck. Like <laughs> I was just saying that yeah, the other day yeah. we had a crew come out and uh, they were standing there uh-huh. and the guys were yeah. bored and they were, and, and you, and they, they started kicking the tires and I'm watching them yeah, outside. They're just standing there kicking and the I'm tire like, for no reason. Why yeah. the hell are they kicking the tire? And then they went to the back of the truck and kicked that tire. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> for what purpose are we kicking tires? Like, it's just, yeah, hilarious. Yeah, they're not trying to buy the tr- uh, buy the truck. There was a crew coming over to fix our driveway and they were just standing around the truck kicking tires. Yeah. Kicking the tires. So fu- funny, kind of off topic, but same tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, wifey was at the, the grocery store the other day and she bought a pineapple and she walked up to the bin of pineapples and there was, she, and she came back laughing her ass off. She's like, there was two people looking at them and they were examining the hell out of these pineapples. <laughs> and then she's like, and then I watched them start smelling them and knocking on the side. And finally she's like, she had to ask, she's like, what, what, what are you, what are you doing? She's like, well, looking for a good pineapple. She's like, well, do you know how to tell? They're like, no. It's like, so what are you doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> they legit like owned it they're like i don't actually know so i think one person saw someone do it the other person like before you know they're on this rabbit hole and no one knows what the fuck yeah. they're doing but all you see is the idiots knocking on pineapples and uh, none of them have a clue why that's funny uh vicar what do you same have? thing with watermelons yeah. yes right. yes <laughs> if, if you hear the hollow sound in the watermelon it's good mm. Is that what it is? Yes. I think I think it's supposed to, if it's got a yellow bottom, it's good. No, oh, if you knock on it and it's hollow. See, these yeah. are all yeah. you definitely don't want a soggy bottom. As no. long as you don't have a soggy no, bottom. Not a soggy. No <laughs> one <laughs> likes a soggy bottom. <laughs> this is all misinformation is what okay. I'm hearing. Victor, what did you think of this scene? 
Oh, it was, it was Mm -hmm. probably one of the best cold opens, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, just the way it was, I, I, you know, for me, when a scene goes that long, Mm -hmm. um, I know that there's lots of cuts, cut shots and stuff like that. So I don't know if they did it in one take, but it was delivered so well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, the, the, the thing that I loved about the shots that where you see kind of from the back, where you see kind of all, all, all of them sitting there. Mm -hmm. Dickens looks like he just belongs, yeah. just one of the gang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so it just felt seamless. It, it was the rhythm was perfect, but it was so long, and they mm-hmm. delivered it so well. There wasn't a single line out of place. It was yeah. just it was perfect from beginning to end. So, yeah, um, yeah it, it was just brilliant. It was mm-hmm. written well. It was shot well. It was delivered well, uh, and choreographed, and mm-hmm. and 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 it, it everybody played off of each other really well. So. Yeah. Um, why'd you I hate the rest of the episode <laughs> yeah because that, and that's but that's the problem but that's the I, I probably even made that point that it just went downhill from there it's just like you know you it's, it's just like when you get married like oh, you, it, didn't, you, it didn't go downhill it did not go downhill <laughs> you, you, you know you, you you spend a year getting ready for this you're making big, so much sense up until now victor <laughs> <laughs> and then you went down party. and then he went downhill yeah, you know yeah. you, you, you set your you know you set your bar too high uh, uh, um, anyway. and that's what they did they that's what they did with the scene is mm. they set the bar way too high and after that there was You're just dead wrong bit, uh, you know it was a bit of a snoozer after that uh, oh we i see what you did there anyway <laughs> all right <laughs> we're in the top three now so here we go with number three number three Welcome, Letterkenny, to the first ever Letterkenny Talent Show. Round of applause. How many people are we looking at here? We got 20 little people over here. We're looking at 25, 25 little people looking over here. Looking at 25. We got 30 little people over here. Do-do-do-do-do-do theme song. Let's check in with our judges to see what they're looking for. First up is Katie. Hey, Jim. Um, you know, I guess I'm just looking for something that I've never seen before. This is your opportunity, Letter Kenny. Tonight, it's your stage. Couldn't have said it better myself if I tried five, six, seven times. How about eight? Okay, I'll take eight. How about nine times? Now we're looking at ten times. How many times could I have tried before? I'd die maybe thirteen. <laughs> Last up is Wayne. What are you looking to see here tonight, Wayne? Don't fuck it up, bud. There you have it. <laughs> Well, it's time for our first act of the night. Here to perform a monologue from her favorite movie, Gladiator, it's Gail. I do apologize. Uh, This is a monologue from Gladiator XXX, uh, Glad He Ate Her. (laughs) Carpet Gail, sneeze the day! Yes! Fucking embarrassing! <laughs> 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 Judges, a few, a few thoughts on Dan's act. I thought it was good, 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 so good. We're looking at great, so great. We're talking about unbelievable, making me laugh, Katie. Well, it was observational as build. Funny, because it's true, I guess. Overall, not so bad. Thank you, Miss Katie's. I appreciate your assessment. <laughs> Wayne! <laughs> Well, well, I liked it because what I see, I understand. Whereas everything else I've seen today, well, I don't understand. 
I guess that makes you the fellow to beat, Squarely Dan. I don't know what that community is talking about. This was super easy. You just see things and you tell people about it. Have a good night. Yay for Dan. Yay for Dan. <laughs> Time for our final act of the night this evening. This gentleman comes from a long, long line of line dancers, and tonight he's here to dance for you. Legendary. Let's hear it for Daryl. All right. I still love Squirly Dan saying, I don't know what's so hard about that. You just see things and you talk about it. You, <laughs> you tell people about them. <laughs> Trace, what, what, explain yourself. I'll, uh, on this one, I like the, the fact that Dickens is so professional. He's, and nothing throws him. Even when Gail comes up and corrects him on the, mm-hmm. the title of it, he goes, my apologies. <laughs> and he just, he just deadpans the entire thing. And I like I like the part where he he's the one that brings the trash can for coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but the one thing the one thing I saw in the in the Dan moment, he almost had a different tone. Like yes, I think he enjoyed it, but mm-hmm. uh, he I almost got this vibe of like slightly starstruck mm-hmm. by what Dan did. How he was kind of like caught in the moment and laughing and like just really excited about what um, Katie and Wayne were about to say. Mm-hmm. But but I really that that was the cool part about that one is because uh, Dan was telling these jokes to uh, Wayne uh, and Katie and Derry at the produce stand and they were just bombing, Mm -hmm. you know. Okay, yeah, I I guess that's a joke. Yeah, (laughs) and in addition to everybody else in the crowd, Dickens is selling the shit out of how funny yeah uh, Dan Mm -hmm. is. Those same jokes, yeah. Yeah, and it makes the shit that uh, Katie and Wayne say mm-hmm. that much funnier. Mm-hmm. You know, it's observational mm-hmm. as build, and you. So I just thought that was. <laughs> well, and Wayne, Wayne's reactions. I understood what. Yeah, I, what I yeah. saw, I understood. So I guess that makes you because everything leading up to that was bizarre just shit, nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> right, but that, but that, that's yeah. part of uh, uh, Jim Dickens' secret mm-hmm. weapon. Is he's the he's the perfect straight man on so many of these jokes yeah. because he's not, I mean, he's not breaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, even that thing with Dan was intentional. <laughs> yeah. It, it sets up everyone else around him. Yeah. That's great. The wheezy laugh. Uh, <laughs> Victor, what'd you think? Yeah. You know, it, I think he's the one that everybody would want to MC their wedding mm-hmm. uh, back to the wedding. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, you know, um, I think, he's just perfect he's perfect that's he's great at this one he's great at the spelling bees all anytime he's emceeing he's mm-hmm. doing a great job so it's it's a it's a treat to watch him yeah matt yeah it's i i now want to go back and watch this episode it's been a long time since i watched the talent it's, show. it's a fun one um, yeah, i love that oh one, my man. god and yeah. there's just he just continues to deliver in that in that space so mm-hmm. i'm excited already i know like even and it was premature, but like we've seen the photos that he's in the next season already. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to keep mm-hmm. seeing Dickens more because yeah. uh, I like that they've evolved his character. This is obviously an older one, mm-hmm. um, but he's so much fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. And just adding to what you said, I hope that they keep the storyline too of him and Gail yeah. um, in the next season because that would be it was just so much fun to see them. The, I can't the see that happening. She's a, she's a free spirit. She needs to, she needs to fly. <laughs> she needs to fly. I know, but like if you're, well, uh, if she reached the top of the mountain, where else is there to go? I know. I know. Yeah. Go beneath. Okay. <laughs> they go high. Sure she goes low. One. Anyway, <laughs> let's see what number two brings. 
Number two. Skills. Yes, it is. It happened at Dick's Kid. No, it never. Yes, it did. No, it never. Yes, it did. Okay, Derry. Derry, okay. Okay, Derry. <laughs> I'm gonna call Jim Dickens right now, and if I find out you're spinning a fucking yarn, you'll find me in a real bad mood. Jimmy Dickens, hurry now. Good news. Hold on to that. Listen, I got something kind of weird to ask you, so what I'm gonna do is just gonna come right out and ask it here. Your terms are acceptable. Goodness, I don't even think I can. Yeah. Jim, did some nappers come up to you and ask you to fuck his daughter? A Dickens never airs his dirty laundry. Sorry, good buddy. That's okay, good buddy. But no such thing happened to me. Sorry, good buddy. That's okay, good buddy. Though there has been talk of such things in auctioneer circles. Well, what was you told? I'm told livestock aren't the only things schmellies go scouting for in farmers' markets. And then? There's an auctioneer out Brussels way about my size. Is he really? Says he was told by an auctioneer out Hanover way also about my size. <laughs> Fucking Dutchman. That his cousin, <laughs> a significantly shorter auctioneer. Oh, Swissman likely. Was offered $500 by a schmelly at a farmer's market to lay with his daughter. In the biblical sense. $500, nothing to sneer at. I'm surprised you get $500 from a napper. Oh, so he's kind of thinking two bills made 250 mm -hmm. so. I'm told a hole is cut into a sheet. The schmelly daughter on one side, the stud on the other. The stud then threads his penis through the hole and penetrates the awaiting schmelly. Fucking how about it? Well, what's with the sheet? I'm told schmellies remove all physical and visual contact, aside from penile, vagile, of course. To keep the sex limited to procreation purposes and deter it from becoming a little more English, as they call it. Makes sense, I suppose. Hence the expression, put a little English on her. Well, that's some fun trivia. <laughs> hey, Jim, did your auctioneer buddies, auctioneer buddies, auctioneer cousin, uh... Did he get in there? Well, Derry, you're no auctioneer if you hear $500 and don't see 525. And once you've seen 525, <laughs> well, you damn well better see 530. And if you've already seen 530, you know you're going to see 535. Dollar bill, looking at 545, 45, 545. We got 545 in the house, we're looking at 545. We've got 500 dollars and 550. We got 550 going once. Thanks, Jim. So <laughs> oh, man. So before we talk about this clip, speaking of Schmelly's on my way to Kingston today, I stopped at a truck stop for uh, the Tim Hortons for coffee and there were a bunch of Mennonites there lined oh, up I at, loved a, that. at a Tim Hortons waiting for their coffee. I want to go live with Mennonites. I, I wanted to ask one of them if they could run, uh, but uh, oh <laughs> didn't want to bother them. It looked like they were busy. Uh, anyway, Trace, explain yourself. Uh... I love this one because it is so freaking crazy. And it just <laughs> it is nuts. And uh Dickens timing on it is just perfect in the way he builds and the storytelling. And I will go to bat and say he's probably one of the best actors on the show. Because yeah. to go that you know, intense as far as acting mm -hmm. and not know and and to know what you to do, mm -hmm. you it could get, go way off the rails real easy. And he does just enough. And in, in the next one, you'll see the same thing. But you got to be a good actor to do that overwrought yeah. and melodramatic. Well, I mean, he's a serious not, actor. We know, like he's a stage actor. Right. He does. He's done Shakespeare. He's done uh, stuff like that. So for sure. But between um, his mm -hmm. voice and his just his cadence yeah. is yeah. so good. Yeah. 
and it makes stuff that's not inherently funny really funny mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. he builds the scene really well yeah like yeah, the, his exactly. intensity and like i think you're spot on the intensity the tone his delivery it tightens up as it goes along to match what he's trying to get across and, and it sells the scene even better it's fucking hilarious yeah. that's what it is and penile and vagile makes me oh my god <laughs> penile vagile. vagile this is what from one of your favorite episodes victor what do you think Oh man, it was so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just so funny. Uh, I, I'm just kind of thinking if you get a bunch of schmellies around a horse, uh, do they start kicking the hoops? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> these are the things that I think about. These, these are the things that That's a, that should be a podcast for you. <laughs> these are the things that I think about. Starring Victor. <laughs> Tanya, what do you think of this one? Um, yeah, it's a solid, solid clip. Um, um, I love too that you know it's it's done over the phone. You you get to to clip back and forth uh, to to um, each person's uh, conversation. Um, I love the ag- argument that led up to that. Uh, that I didn't clip the whole thing, but just uh, Wayne and and Derry at each other's throats was pretty funny. And, and them yeah. apologizing to each other when they think, yeah. "Oh, okay, yeah. so I was wrong on that." Oh, wait a second, no, I, I was, was wrong. wrong. Yeah, um, yeah, a great, great clip for sure. All right. So was- the only the only thing I I couldn't see as I watched that was I I don't see Wayne FaceTiming. I don't know why sure. it just it yeah. felt odd. Or but I, I don't like think he, he was. No, no. We never saw. It could have just been speakerphone. We yeah. never saw yeah. the clip of the phone, oh, I t- I the video from the. Even, no. Well, even Dickens was answering it, looking at it. So I took it as FaceTime. No, uh, I, mean, I think just they're just on speakerphone. Yeah, how old people hold the phone for speakerphone. On, they were on speakerphone. <laughs> he uh, Wayne was holding it out mm. because the three of them were talking and. And uh, for some strange reason, Dickens was holding it out as well. Yeah. But I don't think there was actual video. Involved, I oh, think they were. No, we don't know, but anyway, because yeah, yeah, I don't it see it ma- either. Makes more sense, yeah. Yeah. All right, that was number two. So before we do number one and ten, you can see my scripts. So I'm not going to ask I'm you, but uh, uh, Matt, what do you think number one is? Oh, geez, I, 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 I honestly thought what number one was going to be the drunk scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not really sure. I don't know what I can't even think of what's left. So I don't have an answer for you. What about you, Victor? Do you do you have any idea? I'm going to say spelling the episode. All right. Um, let's see if you're right. Number one. Call Victor. Welcome to the Letterkenny Adult Spell in B A B C. Now look at my D and E F G and L M N O P Q R S T U V and T U V. Come and Letterkenny, it's a spell in B. <laughs> Cooling down out there, folks. Down to about 10 degrees as peanut butter cups. Anywho, based on length of past spell and bees coupled with spell of proficiency, this year's bee will be single knockout. <gasps> Sudden death overtime begins right now. Can I use the toilet? I don't know. <laughs> Can you? May I use the toilet? Yes, you may. <laughs> Katie, the first word is yours. Can I use the toilet again? Can you, can, can, can you do the can, can? Good thing it's not the grammar bee. <laughs> McMurray, the next word is yours. Give them a fucking break, Jim. They've been spelling their goddamn hearts out up there. Call an intermission. 
There was no intermission slotted for today's beat. We'll press on. How many words got to get spelled before someone just keels over? Someone's got to start asking the tough questions around here. Seen this before, Jim. It's time we learn from it. In the words of arguably the greatest Canadian rock band of all time, the Tragically Hip, it's a good life if you don't weaken. Such a good song. Also in the words of Gord Downey, legendary lead singer of the Tragically Hip, I can make you scared if you want me to. Yep, oh, hey, okay, that's good then. 15 minute intermission, everyone. Sorry about that, Wayne. Gems. I know you noticed that Riley and Jonesy's words are simpler than everyone else's and quite suspicuously all hockey's related. Yeah, there's a wee bit about puckery play here, Jim. This has been the system ever since Uncle Eddie won the very first letter Kenny Adult Spelling Bee in the late 60s. We must honor it. Exactly. And aren't you guys the ones that are always saying you shouldn't fuck with tradition? It's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> Jim. McMurray's skirting the system here. You can't understand what he's saying. He's pulling the wool over your eyes, cowboy. Well, well, well. Ain't no hater quite like a spelling bee hater now, is there? What's the matter, Janice? You got some money riding on the bee? Money? There is to be no betting at the letter Kenny Adult Spelling Bee. Your dirty money is an insult to the integrity of the sport. Yeah, Janice. All this time talking could be spent spelling. <laughs> It's not called a spell and talk. It's called a spell and be. And we are here to be spellers. There will be no more intermissions. And there better not be any degenerate gambling. Amidst allegations of contest rigging, there will be a new order for the spellers. I will be selecting names randomly from this hat moving forward. Fedora's a dumb fucking hat. It is, but I do believe that that's a dumb fucking Trilby's. <laughs> <laughs> all right yes the letters kenny spelling be great great uh pick oh. trace let's talk about that um letter kenny spelling be is my favorite one because when i was going through all the episodes uh and i came across this and i realized over the course of the entire scene mm -hmm. and this is if i'm not mistaken this is like one of the longest single episodes it is one of the longer letter kenny episodes from my remember yeah right when it's overtime to mm -hmm. be there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dickens is the linchpin of that entire scene start to finish mm -hmm. everything pivots off him mm -hmm. everything starts and begins and ends off of him mm -hmm. and uh, we've already said how good he is at mc and everything but the the stuff with joint boy where <laughs> can 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 you <laughs> but i mean it, everything in it is perfect mm -hmm. and jim dickens keeps everything moving keeps everything flowing all the jokes, you know, come off of him and he just is the base that everybody else plays off of. Yeah. And it's, it's his perfect episode. I love how indignated he gets the idea of, oh, of God, betting yes. at the spelling bee. He shook so hard that his hat almost fell off. It was, it was, it was perfect. <laughs> Victor, what do you mess think? mess with the integrity of the sport. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was his episode, right? Mm -hmm. Like that was, you know, he comes in later later seasons like he's even more confident and mm -hmm. he's like he's got the swagger and he's got gayler and mm -hmm. all that stuff but this is this was his episode from beginning to end so um he, you know easily deserves number one on this one um but yeah you, you get to see all sides of him and he gets to do a little emotion and yeah i loved it mm -hmm. and you get to see some of his passions uh as as well 
Yeah, agreed. Great pick. I mean, uh, yeah, when you think of uh, the best Dickens moments, uh, automatically, personally, I, I think of Ferda is just that really great scene of his reaction to Riley and Jonesy, but Talent Show and Spelling Bee, to me, are like top three. Uh, so I, you know, I agree with you that you know, Talent, you've got Talent Show and Spelling Bee in your top three, and totally, totally agree. Uh, well, as far as a juxtaposition, I mm-hmm. could put the same thing in there, yeah. but in the beginning of Spelling Bee, when they have that super overwrought melodramatic thing in the kitchen, yeah, 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 that's, that's great. like. <laughs> You're like, that's kind of funny. And then you see Dickens uh-huh. essentially do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, okay. He's they take a really this shit seriously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that I the like, other people aren't, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I also love about that. And so I, I can't believe how this one slipped my mind coming into this. But um, what I also love about this is he, they, they really gave him a chance to play off as many characters as they possibly could. So even in that little reel that you created there to showcase mm-hmm. his moments in that show, he talked to so many different people, mm-hmm. right? Even he threw coach and McMurray and Tannis mm-hmm. into there along with the Hicks and joint boy. Like he really got to play off all their different, different mm-hmm. personalities and had his flavor in response to each of them respectively. Yeah. So you really got to see him and a real whole holistic view and i loved it um, yeah so there's a really rounded so I, yeah to, to your point this is um this was his episode and i mm-hmm. imagine some of the talks around when they wrote this is like they probably had that same mentality this is a dickens episode mm-hmm. and everything's going to like he's the center of the universe here and we're all gonna put it all around him i've, I've said in the past that i really enjoy it when when wayne reacts to some of the more ridiculous characters on letter Kenny, whenever he has scenes with skids and he's reacting to the skids Mm -hmm. or reacting to McMurray, those are always really fun. Dickens is just really good reacting to anybody. Like Mm -hmm. uh, he's cause he can be, he can be the straight guy, but he can also be the, the, the guy doing the make, you know, doing the ridiculous stuff. Right. He, he kind of, he, he lives uh, comfortably, I think uh, on both sides. Uh, Ten. Um, yeah, this is a perfect number one. Like Mm -hmm. it's so hard to, to sit there and kind of, uh, reference back to what ones he was in. And, and it's so like the, all the ones leading up to this one, it's like, oh yeah, he was in that one. Mm -hmm. And, and that was such a, a, a great scene Mm -hmm. and it's hard to, uh, remember what ones would, would have topped that. So, so it was, uh, it was great kind of seeing all of them and then this one being the last one. And yeah, he just, he owned this whole episode really. Mm -hmm. Um, it was uh, it was a great pick, Trace. Absolutely. Yeah, well done. Uh, good picks. Uh, Thank you. So we'll we'll have you back for for another one of these. Hopefully, uh, don't have any Letter Kenny news. I'm going to apologize right now. I know you've heard, you're tired of hearing me say how busy I am. The cold open bracket. I haven't had a chance to produce the last couple of videos for that. I'm hoping next week I, I can I actually. I don't think I'll be able, get, be able to get to it next week. So hopefully in a couple of weeks, I'll be able to, to we can finish off this cold open bracket. But unfortunately, uh, I, I won't have time to make those videos. So and let's be fair, Al, your heart's kind of out of it. No, well, it's not. The, I mean, it, it, you're right. But I do also I do want to finish it. And I, and I hate that oh, it's yeah, losing yeah, yeah. momentum. Right. Uh, unfortunately. But yeah, you're no, right. I mean, yeah. We're disappointed in some of the results. Are you uh, saying that you're not a finisher? 
No, I'll finish. Oh, I'll finish. Right. I'll take my damn time twice. to finish. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it should be in there. Yeah, and in terms of news goes, I don't have any real news. Uh, I mean, the 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 pictures and videos are still trickling in from Sudbury from you know the Letterkenny shoot. So, oh, if you guys haven't seen, because you've been showing some of the mm-hmm. uh, behind the scenes, and there's uh, that one. Person. Oh yeah, there's a one TikToker. I forget his name. Um, I, I think I shared David's it out on David on set. Yeah, David on set. He's got some great kind of behind the scenes TikToks. If uh, Really, really like, cool uh, to see, and, and it's really cool to see the the Shorzy, for example, the Shorzy uh, locker room set or dressing room set, and it's you know he walks into it. So the, all these sets are built in a hockey arena uh, because it's the only structure, I guess, in Sudbury with high enough ceilings where they can have all these sets. And he walks through that set, and uh, it's really cool. He walks through the the kitchen, the farmhouse kitchen yeah. set. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really so. It's uh, if if anyone hasn't followed him yet on TikTok, it's a really good follow. He doesn't just do Letter Kenny; he shows behind the scenes and, and movie magic tricks on a bunch of different uh, sets and movies. Hallmark, that he's been on. yeah, Christmas he's, movies. Yeah, he's been on like he's worked on every how Hallmark Christmas, Hallmark they, Christmas movie. Yeah, they, it's true. I was I was I was t- tuning into some of his stuff, and there was one I don't know what it was. I think it was like a made for TV Christmas movie or something, mm-hmm. but they were lighting a bedroom scene at night Mm -hmm. and they had this like extended pipe out the window where the light was shooting out the window, banking off a mirror and then back through the window to create this sort of silhouette across the bed. And I'm like, I I just love those little technical things that you don't ever have any clue are happening to create that effect. And, um, it was really cool to see how he. Or did when that. they're shooting like indoor daytime scenes, but then you walk outside the door and and it's nighttime. Yeah. And it's just how much light they're shining through these windows. It's it's really cool and and uh yeah. So it's definitely a worthwhile uh, follow if if you haven't followed him already. Uh, it's amazing that he's allowed to post what he does post, like especially from from Letter Kenny because uh, he, he's showing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's all I have for this episode. So let's go around the horn with uh, final comments. Victor. Oh, my goodness. Well, Trace, obviously you are the engine behind uh, the TakeOver episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, you, <laughs> you're really bringing it on those. I mean, <laughs> obviously you've got the talent that's delivering your hard work, but uh, you actually stepped in and, and played a big role uh, as, as talent as well mm-hmm. uh, on the last oh, one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, really, really great stuff. So you keep bringing it and you brought it today. So thanks for that. And um, I'm uh, really looking forward to Sudbury. Uh, so that's that's just, you know, like a week away. And uh, hopefully you get all your shit done out. So you don't we don't. Have to tell Damn it, you Victor. Know, you're giving you, away you. the secret. Oh, I don't. Oh, OK. I don't, or I, I don't know. I've been away for two weeks. I don't I don't know what's been going uh, on. Victor. All right. Okay. All right. I'm not going to say anymore. No. All right. All right. That's it. You sure you should give me like uh, some warnings or something. I, I, I feel like I did. But anyway, we'll, right. we'll, 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 we'll circle back to that. Uh, why? I thought people don't care about the train museum here. Anyway. Oh, nice, nice, nice attempted recovery. Anyway. Uh, what uh, recovery? <laughs> Trace. I we're going to the train museum. Yes. But whatever. <laughs> Welcome or well done, Trace. Uh, tonight, um, Dickens is one of my favorite characters, and you know, having Alex on on the podcast for an interview, I think, really helped us appreciate him even more. And uh, and doing this countdown tonight shows, you know, how, how much fun, how, what a great character he is. So, um, thank you so much for doing it. Thank you for putting in the time and all the effort. Uh, I echo Victor's sentiment in terms of all the stuff you've done for the takeover, but also writing all the limericks for the our podcast and. 
just everything, man. Like you, you're, you're one of our uh, best supporters and one of our favorites. I know we're not supposed to say who our favorites are, but you are one of them. Don't tell anybody else. Uh, thank you so much, bud. Matt? I think you're safe with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I echo, I echo the panel. It's, it's just so much fun. Tracy, you, you brought it tonight. I, I'm, I, I will admit, I mean, Al and I joked a bit at the beginning or Al called it. I love the collab that's starting to happen over the limericks. Um, <laughs> We should keep doing that because there's some fun stuff coming out of that. It's all Definitely. you still, but it's giving me that early, that early view has given me a, a ways to position them a little differently or bounce them. So Trace, um, you've, you uh, succeeded at doing something I haven't been able to do in two years. And that's getting these guys to work on something other than just watching an episode like before, uh, uh, before coming on. So oh, kudos to you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's working and I love it. So cause let's keep doing it, man. We can let's let's really surprise out one of these times and uh <laughs> make me really do some work. So it's uh but yeah, thanks for everything you do for the show and the sport and, and always coming on. You you always bring it and uh yeah, this is always a blast, guys. Yeah. Thank you. I I I reiterate what everyone's saying. Trace, you're absolutely amazing. I love how you are just you brought it tonight. I I love and and I've said it before and I'll say it again. It gives you so much more of, of a bigger appreciation for the show, for the actors to do these deep dives. And like never before have I ever watched a show and kind of went, oh, look at that camera angle or like, oh, look at the seat that he's sitting on. Like mm -hmm. this show takes things to a different level, but this conversation um, takes things even deeper than that. I feel like we really look at all of those different things. Um, and as I said, I've never looked at things that way and it really gives you a bigger appreciation and, mm -hmm. and for what goes uh, into yeah. The, yeah, like uh, just for every little idiosyncrasy, like every move, every look, every, every, every decision, every, every, everything, everything's purposely done. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And Trace, you've brought in on several occasions and, and brought that to light, right? Even the, the, um, Montage. um, the montages, yeah. Like just the music that they choose, the, the, the angles that they shoot in the, the, just everything is so on point and on purpose. Um, and it's not something that I, I don't think I would have actually looked for and, and looked at before. I would just been like, Oh, they're doing a hockey thing. We've turned you into an obsessive fan. Yeah. And, and I <laughs> like, you're welcome. I, and I like though too, like you were sharing those videos mm -hmm. with me and to see the actual vision, uh, vision or the, the, the video and the, the behind the scenes mm -hmm. and how, and the whole angle thing. And I remember there was one that was like showing the multi um, scene. So there's the, the one scene and, mm -hmm. and the, and the back you know, the, the camera showing everything that, yeah. that the one shot's taking yeah. and then the second shot and then the a third shot and then the actual like stunt devil or whatever. Falling and, over, yeah. and it's like, it's cut all into, and it just boggles my mind how that is all pieced together. And, yeah. um, it, it gives you a much bigger appreciation. For it, it shows now. you how master masterful this art is, right? Mm -hmm. Like Absolutely. We, we take it for granted. We, we watch, we enjoy, we love, yeah. we, we cheer it on, but the amount of work that goes behind the scenes for most of what you see out there in any kind of a yeah. very public space and television film is unreal. Yeah. Right. These, these, and, and, and it's filled with an industry of people who are passionate and love what they do, which is why you get 
the amazing content that we mm-hmm. are fortunate enough to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's something special for sure. And not to mention something that's probably going to be missed by 90% of the people watching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and sometimes it's just so much effort goes into like a five second thing yeah. that yeah. it's, it's true. Yeah. Well, and a good example is as even when we had Danny Ellis on, right. You mm-hmm. know, she does the art department stuff and, and we can call it little things, but there's so many things that she probably does that no one will ever notice. And that's unfortunate, but it's there. It adds little nuances to create the authenticity of the scenes, right? Like the milk carton in the background or something that's posted on a fridge or, you know, something that they happen to be holding in their hand and it just adds to it, but we take it for granted. You would notice it if it wasn't there. Yeah, correct. Exactly. But but because it's there and it feels right, you don't notice it. So, And actually one of those videos was in the skid's basement and Mm -hmm. I was looking at the wall and the art and I watched it over and over just so I could catch every single little thing that was there because it's all on purpose and it's all there just to layer and just to really bring that whole thing to to life, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, sure. it is. It's really cool. Trace, really cool. last words to you, bud. Uh, this was uh, so much fun. This, uh, I mean, I guess we stumbled into this thing by accident, but these <laughs> char- these character profiles, retrospective things mm. are brilliant. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're so much fun. I'm loving them. Yeah. I mean, we were, you know, you were, <laughs> we were looking at six to nine months of mm-hmm. what the hell are y'all going to do yeah. on the podcast and <laughs> this is like oh these are good mm-hmm. these yeah. are really good where you just focus on a character and mm-hmm. it's so much fun yeah and uh thanks for having me again yeah uh thanks for letting me write limericks yes thank you for doing them and we have many more to come i've got a list full of people who have signed up for different characters so we'll be doing these uh yeah for sure it's actually forward. one of those things because i used to really Missed the homework, mm-hmm. and now it's like, yeah. well, what are we gonna break down tonight? Like, yeah. Who who are we talking to? Yeah, yeah, it's break cool. Down in that. All right, perfect. All right, <laughs> so I'm gonna play us off. Uh, I asked Trace to pick a song from the show, and he gave me uh, this one here, and the it's called Boogie. <laughs> it wasn't my original you know? choice. It's funny you say that because he, I said, Trace, what song should we end the show on? And he said, Boot Scoot and Boogie. And I said, From Letter Kenny, please. I don't even think they had the the rights. No, to that, no, did they? and well, it's not even that. I don't want to listen to Boot Scoot and Boogie, but we will listen it's to. Letter Kenny, it's get a, down, turn Boogie's around, Kenny go adjacent. to town, the Boot Scoot and Boogie. But let's listen to mentioned. instead Playboys by the Deadly Snakes. That doesn't sound like a boogie. Yeah. Oh, like my soundboard is oogie, frozen. Oogie, oogie. Really? Oh, God. You got punished for not picking the right song. There we go. But how's the volume? And that's all we have for this episode. Next week, we will not be releasing an episode on Thursday, but there will be an episode at some point next weekend. I don't want to give too much away. Victor already did that, but we have something pretty cool planned, so stay tuned. Don't forget to give our sponsor, Diabolical Coffee, some love there at diabolicalcoffee.com. Right now, you can use the promo code PROTOSTAN for 20% off any purchase from their site. If you'd like to support the podcast, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or become a patron. There is a Patreon link on our site or Twitter profile at Pod. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Pod. 
Thanks for joining us. Now we're going to go to the after party and have another beer. Do I hear two beer? Two beer, three beer. Going once, going twice. Sold. On behalf of Trace, Victor, Matt, Tanya, and myself, thank you for listening and have a great week.